Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You're listening to Ride at Home with Rich. Brought to you by Mosby Building Arts and Aqua Systems. With additional support from Seniors Home Care and the Missouri Athletic Club. And now, here's your host, Rich Orris. All right. Good Saturday afternoon and welcome, welcome to Ride at Home with Rich. Yes, again, I'm your host, Rich Orris, and thanks for tuning in with me today. You know, I have a ton of information for everybody today, starting off with some winter trends, some kitchen design trends, some hardwood flooring trends. I've got some great mudroom ideas we can go over with everybody, but... Don't forget, this is all about you, all about your home improvement questions. What is happening in your home? My primary goal today and every Saturday is to help you, the listener, with your issues, thoughts, questions, anything going on around your house, but only for the next hour. So do not hesitate. You can reach me at 314-241-9797 right now or 866 866- Four five five nine seven nine seven. Also, as always, every week, halfway through the show, I'll have my right at home hack. So today, why should you remove your garden hose, even if you have a frost-free spigot on your house? So don't go anywhere because there's going to be a lot of learning, a lot of info in today's hack about that and getting down to how it works and the why. But again, I'm here every Saturday to help you with all your questions, issues, concerns, or any general remodeling questions you may have about your home. The lines are open right now, 314-241-9797, or again, 866-455-9797. And today, I really wanted to start out with something that we see a lot more, you know, this time of year going on with um, vaulted ceilings, you know, in people's homes. So, you know, you see like the mold up top near the peak of the ceiling or kind of near the peak and the outside, you know, exterior wall of a uh, vaulted ceiling area. And 
you know, looking at how a lot of these vaulted ceilings were were built and constructed in an older home, it really didn't leave great possibilities for good, you know, ventilation, attic ventilation. You want air moving around. It helps the life expectancies of the shingles. It, it does all these things for the home. So, you know, looking at how that system comes together and, you know, when everybody calls in, they're like, oh, I think I got a roof leak. You know, I've got this thing going on. And the one I just saw lately was, you know, a tree fell on the house about eight years ago. They got a new roof at that time, got everything fixed, but then thought, oh, wow, you know, so maybe there's, you know, some leaking going on or something from the ridge vent or something, you know, up there. Well, looking at the house, really taking some time to examine how it's built, how it all works. Improper ventilation is a big part of what happens in these vaulted ceiling issues. Um, if you can imagine, your roof is only so thick when it's just a straight. So this, this particular house had a two by six as the uh, roof rafter. So you've got five and a half inches between the backside of your drywall and the backside of your roof sheeting for insulation, which, you know, standard like a wall kind of thickness R19 insulation. Well, in, in attic situations, you're really looking for between an R38 and an R49 insulation value in our St. Louis area. So how this thing works and everything, and the homeowners explaining like, yeah, they did put these baffles so the air could move and all this. And then they got this ridge vent on top. Well, when you go to the outside of the house, there's absolutely no intake ventilation whatsoever down low. There's nowhere for air to get. So when you have the ridge vent on the peak, all your air is trying to escape, trying to get out. Your hot air is rising from the house. Everything's going up. Air is trying to escape. It, it, it has nowhere to get air from. You know, where does the, the new air come from? Well, it comes from around your light fixtures, the ceiling fan, anywhere that it can try and steal that air is where it ends up coming from. So they had a lot of ghosting, what we call ghosting on that ceiling, where you get these dark spots, lines, you can literally see right where all the ceiling joists are in that, in that entire room. Well, you've got this air trying to get out and it's filtering and it's pulling from anywhere it can just creating a, a imbalance inside the home of, of how your air negative pressure, stuff like that. So really just creates this thing. So they don't have a roof leak. You know, it's basically cold air from the outside, hot air from the inside. They get condensation. The, the dampness is probably weakened the insulation in that area, making it happen even more and more again over years. So, you know, common fix, cut out the bad area, get rid of the mold, get rid of the mold from the backside of the drywall, fix that, any insulation problem you can, get it all back together and fix it up and, you know, buy yourself the same amount of like those eight years or whatever it took for that to develop. The true fix of really the best thing to do gaining ventilation, getting the ventilation, working up that roof line, you know, right below the roof sheeting through the, uh, through those baffles and everything, 
you're taking apart your outside soffits. You're t you got all this, this job to do. You're taking down all of the drywall so that you can get to all of that insulation. So imagine stripping the whole drywall ceiling. Then you can go to a spray foam insulation value. It'll have some more R value, but the real secret is air infiltration. It won't let the cold air infiltrate around it. Put this whole system back together. You've now gained your ventilation. You've now gained a little bit better R value. You've gained, you know, everything new. You've got air infiltration stopped, but you still don't have that R38 or better, you know, type of insulation value. So it doesn't mean when hot air goes up to the top there that, you know, it's gonna it's gonna stop it every single time. If it gets cold enough outside and you don't have that, that R value separating those temperatures, it can only work so hard, it can still happen again. It just might happen less often, but you know, this is a huge project to endure to try and get through, you know, some of this. So why is this all so important? You know, is really when we think about training our people, understanding knowledge all the important stuff of what this what the homes are made of it's really about just getting great information and educating people so that we can really have a good understanding of what's happening then you could choose do i want to get into a crazy big job like that and really correct this am i here for five more years or 10 more years or 20 more years you know what's happening you can pick between those projects you can know and understand what's going to happen so now you know i might just have to paint my ceiling more often every five years every 10 years you know where in a lot of houses you don't have to paint quite that often because things like that aren't going on but we can help you we can get you there we can get you this kind of information so you can do what's best for you your home your family safety concerns everything about it is what we do so we're going to get into our uh, first break here, but I do invite anybody, if you want to find out about us, check out callmosby.com. If you want us to look at something, you can just call in 314-909-1800 uh, and get us out there and get us looking at what you want done. So we're going to take that break. We'll take your calls and a lot more information when we return. All right, welcome back. And you know, so so far today we are running over just uh, figuring out what's going on with the house for real. You know, not not just being what we call a a order taker or an you know applicator or you know something like that. So when you when you look at getting work done on your house, when you look at how things get installed. And, and having a, a trained person that has a kind of a holistic approach over everything that understands more than one system, you know, a lot of, of roofing, we're talking about shingle applicators. They understand how to lay down shingles. They've been told, you know what, your ridge vent is the best way to ventilate in an attic space. Well, it's the best way to exhaust it, but if you don't have that intake air, it's not gonna work properly. If you have other vents that haven't been removed, it might malfunction and kind of short circuit how that whole 
system worked. We see a lot of that. And also, you know, siding applicators, they understand how to hang siding. They understand how to put it on to make it stay, to make it look good, but they may not understand that ventilation process. They may not understand that water infiltration and flashing and the whole system to keep the house dry. You know, knowing and understanding all of that, there's a big difference in my mind between, you know, schooling, training, and and on-site, on-hand learning. You know, on-site, on-hand learning is great. And I'm telling you, I, it's what I did. You know, when I started out and I was first doing this, I was 18, 19 years old. You know, I was working with my father. I learned everything I knew about painting, apartment maintenance, fixing things piece by piece from a guy named Charlie. Um, went to Baldwin Siding and Construction. Learned everything more from, from Dwayne. Worked with him for a number of years. Went to Hitch Contracting. Learned from... Uh, a guy named Gary, he was the foreman and, you know, learned a lot about trim and, and installing trim better and in different ways. Um, I worked with a friend of mine named Joel. When I got to that point, I was kind of, I was the person doing that training, understanding, you know, telling people the best way to do things and stuff. And I thought I knew a lot, you know, and a lot of owners of these companies think, you know, age means smarter experience. It means better, all of this stuff. Well, it, it, if you haven't been through enough of it, it does not necessarily mean that. So I come to Mosby after all of that, and I start actually going to training things, formal training, schooling, seminars, you know, learning about what you think you already know, Sometimes you just start to find things out. You're like, holy cow, that's, oh, wow. You find out you might have not, something you've been doing was standard, but not the best practice out there. There's newer, there's better ways to do this stuff. So, you know, even Mosby as a company looks at, you know, we're in groups. We look at the industry and look at how we run the company holistically. We're in groups called Prime, the Big Dogs, the Harvard in in Industries Group, um, learning all sorts of things about our industry and about what other companies are doing and 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 you know what what's going on. It just it just makes everything more successful. Um, it, it, just because you're doing something that's successful, just because you're doing something that you've had a lot of success with doesn't mean it's the best way anymore. You know, years ago, I was doing some training at Mosby and we were going over some ways to frame and stuff. And one of the guys, um, Tom had said, you know, he's like, I learned everything from my uncle. He was the best. I, I know everything about this. And I'm like, you know what? I said, Tom, I thought I knew all this stuff too. And then when I went through a lot of this training, I started learning that there's better ways. There's different ways to do things. And, and we had, we did, we had a framing job. He is something he had just never learned. And once we taught him, he was like, Oh, wow, there is different ways of doing things. And there are different, you know, really open these people's eyes. So, you know, it's just looking at the importance of getting it right, doing it right and really getting through everything. So for myself, you know, a lot of the training I've been through over 30 years of experience, um, 
five-star certified in roofing, siding, and moisture, Energy Star certified. I've been trained by the Building Performance Institute. I'm an, I'm a lead safe work, work practice certified renovator. When I got that certification, I wasn't even working in the field anymore. I don't, I don't need that certification because I do the work. I need that certification because I need to understand what's going on during that work and what it really takes so that I can educate other people. So I'm also a master shingle applicator. When you look at Mosby, the company, you know, being in the National Association of Home Builders, certified graduate remodeler, certified graduate builder, you know, all the building practices, the things that we learn about, train about, know, understand is really what develops all of this great things for all of our companies. So again, I invite anybody, if you have something going on, if you have any questions, if you, if you just, maybe you're getting ready to do something, you think, well, you know, let's, let's maybe ask this or that. Cause I, I've read about it, but I'm just not sure. There's a lot of info on the internet that can be misleading or maybe isn't for our area right here. You know, you, you see something, you think, oh, that looks great, but you know, it really might work better in a warmer climate where the ground doesn't freeze, you know, so deep or, you know, different things like that. There's a lot to all these things. So again, I invite everybody to feel free, you know, give us a call. You can call in today. 314-241-9797. Any questions you got, I'm right here for you. You can check out Mosby's website at callmosby.com, C-A-L-L-M-O-S-B-Y.com, or simply call into the office, make an appointment to have us come out and see what you're doing, see what you'd like to do to your house, and, and we can educate you, let you know what you're up against, help you make good, educated decisions 314-909-1800 is that phone number there. So, and speaking of, you know, what we do and how we do it, you know, we just had one of our designers, you know, in Ledoux News Magazine talking about, you know, it was their design digest segment that, you know, talking about kitchens, talking about designs and stuff. And, you know, we have all the same things like I was just talking about for the field and everything, we have all that same stuff from from the first design, the first person you meet all the way through. So, so many of our designers are, are CAP certified, aging in place specialists, kitchen design. I mean, they, they have education in all of these areas and they continue to educate and keep up and go to things and learn and really know and understand, you know, what's going on in the homes, in the industries. And again, kind of like that, you know, you're looking for advice from issues, from problems, from how does my house, house work, home, breathe? Well, we got that design advice too, the same way. What makes it function the best? You know, when you think about designing today and you're looking at your kitchen, well, everything's changing with people being home, with homeschooling and videos and all this different stuff, things are changing. And, you know, we can help look at ways to make those areas be able to be closed off at times, but then open at other times. So we can do a lot of that stuff for you. 
and we absolutely love it. It's what we do. So we are going to get into our middle break here. When we come back, I'll have my right at home hack. Again, you're not going to want to miss about the hose spigot, how they work, why you should get your hoses off of those spigots. So we'll be, uh, we'll be back in just a minute and I'll have all of that and more for you when we return. It's now time for Rich's right at home hack. All right. You heard him right at home hack. So I know everybody's been, uh, been waiting for this one today, but you know, if you own a home, then most likely you've got at least one outdoor spigot on your house. And even if you have what they call the frost free spigot, you still need to remove that hose in the winter and, you know, keep those pipes from freezing and bursting. So, and to understand, you know, the, kind of the why we need to understand how a frost free faucet really works. So when you shut off a frost free faucet, the water stops behind the valve, the shutoffs further back inside the pipe, sometimes about eight to 12 inches inside the home. So this means the water won't freeze because it stays on the interior air temperature where the home is warmer further into the basement area. So why should you remove the hose then? Well, when you don't take the hose off, then it will not let that area of the pipe drain the water out that's in front of that shutoff between the shutoff and the actual hose so that will stay full of water and if it's installed correctly they tip that spigot towards the outside so it actually drains out so when you take the hose off a little bit of water should actually run out of there so if the water stays in the pipe and it freezes ice takes up approximately 10 percent more space than the same amount of liquid water does. So unfortunately, there's no room in a copper pipe for expansion, so the pipe splits. So, so what happens when that, that pipe splits? Well, on a frost-free spigot when it splits, you really don't know that it happened because once it starts to thaw, it's not a whole lot of water. You're talking about eight or 12 inches of pipe and the water shut off before that. So sounds like a good thing until spring when you go outside the first time you're using your spigot, you're washing your car, you have no idea. Water is spraying all inside your basement or your crawl space or, or you know, an area like that. You don't want water. So next question, what should you do on the interior of the home once you have this frost free spigot? So especially if you're going to have a finished area. So what you want to do is you want to fill any voids around the spigot, the spigot with some spray foam to stop any air in, in infiltration around it. Um, insulate the band board. Make sure you've got that on there. You can spray foam the whole band board area, or you can use fiberglass bat to hold the temperature difference between the outside and where the shutoff is. Now, that allows conditioned air from the basement around the rest of the pipe, keeps everything warm. So if you finish your basement, what you'll want to do is make an access panel in the area of that spigot. And I would suggest doing it out of a vent cover where kind of like a cold air return cover. So it'll let some conditioned air up into that floor area around that pipe to keep it warm. Because if you do get any air infiltration, 
around the insulation, it's going to stay very cold above that ceiling if you don't have any air moving around it. So you can find all this information and more at um, hunker.com or on any of my social media pages for Facebook, look up Rich Oris Mosby and or at Twitter at Rich Oris. You can find all this information later in the week and every week from all of my hacks. So I'm going to let Facebook go here and we're going to get back to the uh, regular programming on the show. And if you, again, if you have any questions, feel free to give us a call today, 314-241-9797 and, uh, or 866-455-9797 from far away. So I want to get back into, you know, some of this design um, stuff we've been going over about with kitchens, with, you know, all these different designs that we do in house. And I saw a really interesting article um, about, you know, winter design trends. It, it was really struck me kind of cool because, you know, it's kind of talking about, you know, 2020 is over, but, you know, we're still in the gloomiest season here it's winter the days are short the nights are long we're still stuck in our home because of the pandemic so we're not out as much we're not seeing people as much so this article from you know realtor.com they actually polled a bunch of pros um, talking about you know what was some of the the hottest winter design trends that they that they know about and you know see happening and everything all the time and you know it was really cool because there was one i hadn't really heard a lot about myself that i, I found really interesting called the grand millennial style so you know it's kind of like what's old is new again and you know it pulls from some classic designs um, it leans towards antiques, busy patterns, ruffles, um, and, and they've seen a rise in this, you know, fashion over 2020. And as people are looking for some traditional styles, this style really offers, you know, a lot of comfort. They talked about how much comfort you get out of a style like this. And that's why a lot of people are going towards that because, You've been in your home so much, you really want to be comfortable and you'll want to have something that you can really, you know, make you want to be around there. So I think it's a really interesting thing. If you haven't heard about it, I would do some research, look it up and, you know, see what some of these kind of eclectic styles are. They're kind of really cool and really neat. But um, so I want to get to uh, the phone. We got Bob on the line here has a question for us. So let's get him out of the way here. Bob, are you with us? Oh, you want to get me out of the way? Oh, I'm having fun with yeah. you. Hey, quick question for you. Uh, yeah, so absolutely. Now you were talking about the uh, crawl space uh, uh, water line. Uh-huh. And um, since mine's already popped the uh, at the valve, and it's a crawl space, and not a crawl space I'm ever going to get me in, trust me, my question is, if I was to take the uh, solder joint inside the house and uh, desolder, de- uh, desolder it and then um, connect up a piece of PEX line and pull that through the uh, 15 feet or so to the outside, how good does PEX deal with the cold? 
And oh, and one other question, and then you can answer me. Um, um, what is Pex like when there might be critters around it? Ah, now that that is an interesting question on that one. Um, so, as far as for the cold. You know, I, I actually have a job right now where we're putting a laundry room on the second floor of the house, and uh -huh. a lot of the pipes are going to be in an attic kind of area, and we're going to we're going to do a lot to insulate them properly and everything, but we are going to use PEX in that area because just in case something happens, the the PEX pipe won't keep it from absolutely breaking, but it will expand more than copper it has some expansion so they can't guarantee it won't break or it won't split if it freezes hard enough long enough and it needs right. all that expansion it will just do it less often than copper um so your your chances you know you're just it's all about the numbers game your chances are better that it won't freeze um but it doesn't mean that it won't there that it won't expand enough so it still could break with pecs um, so I would still, you know, really look at um, in a crawl space. You wanna you wanna insulate the perimeter of that crawl space, band board and everything, really well with like isoning spray foam, and that will that will stop a lot of air infiltration, and it will keep the cold out of that space way better. And honestly, I would feel I would feel better with the isonine insulation and copper in there than I would PEX in there without it, without doing something to make sure you keep that, that area, you know, warm and sort of conditioned. Cause you'll have some, you'll, you'll, you'll have some ductwork in that crawl space. So it's going to leak. And right. So it's and put it's a little bit of conditioning vents. in there. So it also has outside vents that have to vent out the crawl space. So those outside vents in today's world, you, you ventilate a crawl space towards the unfinished basement or the unfinished portion of the, of the rest of the house. And you no longer use those outside vents. You don't yeah, want them in there anymore. Bad. So, so those yeah. to, to really insulate properly, you're going to want to close off those vents, insulate those vents insulate the band board and let the conditioned air kind of leak from the ductwork a little bit and leave an opening to the basement of the home so that the air from the basement to that crawl space can exchange and breathe a little bit and that'll stop that pipe from refreezing i would if it were mine i'd focus on that over okay you know looking at the pex pipe because the pex pipe well, no, still I got, can't break i, I can't I can't get to that pipe. Oh. I don't think many guys that want to crawl in there and get to that pipe. It runs underneath the added on family room. And this was, I, I uh, acquired this situation in life, not, uh, not yeah. made it. Yep. And like old, older systems, that's kind of what happens is, you know, that crawl space was designed for a system from years back. And a lot of people right. still want to do that, but, there's way better ways to do those crawl space. And yes, it's easier to do when you're building. It's harder to do retrofitting, you know, like anything. It's just harder to do that way. So, yeah, I would, you know, the PEX is great. 
for what you're trying to get the water and all that there because it'll be easier to manage in a small area too um but other than that i'd see if there's a way to insulate that thing and stop all that from happening well my other solution is there's a deck next to the addition and i can run underneath the deck and if it breaks then i just that's the that's get toable if you understand what i'm saying it's yeah high in the air i mean but i've got access there yeah so hey i uh, appreciate the call bob right, i gotta get to gotta get to my break thanks for calling in i got um, greg on the line has a question for us so greg if you can hold the line through this break i'll get to you immediately when we return so we'll, we'll hear these messages and be right back all right we are back last segment of right at home with rich my favorite hour of the week and speaking all about helping people out we have uh, greg and max on the line so let's get greg on the line has a question about a wi-fi thermostat hey greg are you there yes i am how are you doing good good how are you how are you not bad my problem is i'm not sure if you're familiar with this thermostat uh Honeywell T9 uh, Wi-Fi thermostat. Uh-huh. And what I did is I went and bought it, and I, you know, took the old thermostat off, which was just a programmable one. And, you know, you have the basic four wires, the red, the green, the yellow, the white. So I hooked them up uh, to the new one, but I noticed on the back of my old thermostat where the uh, red is, there's a, a red, and there's a, uh, I mean, an R, and then an R, I think U, or R something. There's a jumper that I have on there, uh, a brass jumper from uh, both of those uh, slots where you just hooked a red wire to the red. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, my huh? my new one doesn't have a place where I put a jumper in there, so I'm not sure um, what to do, because I tried hooking it up without a jumper, and I the, the screen did not turn on at all. I had no uh, power source there. And the T9 junction box only ha- has it where you plug one wire into each slot. doesn't have where you put a jumper in there. So I wasn't sure what my problem is, why it won't turn on. If it, I actually need a jumper in there where I connect both the R and the R, I think U it is, and then just hook the red wire to both of them. If that would give me power or Am I doing something wrong? Yeah, that a lot of these thermostats are all a little bit different. And there's like an RC wire and a C wire that some of these Wi-Fi thermostats need like more wire there to, to make them work. I am not super familiar with that Honeywell. Um, uh, we've done some of the nest and things like that. Um, right. But uh, I would say they're, you're definitely going to need some research or get to a, an HVAC professional to say they may need to run a wire from the furnace to that area. The jumper may not work on that. Right. Yeah. So, that's what I'm trying to think most likely what I'm going to have to do is because I know it's it talks about on the, uh, the the junction box for the new one, there's a switch where it goes up and down if you have, you know, uh, two two wires or one wire. So I hooked it up the way it says with one wire, 
and uh, it doesn't turn on. But uh, I can hear the furnace running, but I don't have no display. Yeah. So uh, I'm thinking possibly the blue wire that is always extra that you always have on there for a single that most people don't need. I'm thinking that I may have to hook that up down in the basement on the furnace and then bring it upstairs and plug it in because I might be an extra power source for the screen, but I'm yeah. not really sure if, if I should do that because I don't want to damage the uh, furnace by, you know, trying to do it myself. Yep, and this is where I would definitely say either I would either go towards a thermostat that would work off the wires, try and figure that out, or I'd get to a HVAC professional and say, this is what I've got. You know, what would it take to come make sure this thing's working? Because, you know, then they can be liable for, you know, if they hook something up wrong or, you know, because they'll know. They'll, Get to that educated person. I wish I could help you more, but we use West County Heating and Cooling. We've been using them for more than 20-something years. Um, great people. Tom there's awesome. Um, I know they could come out and give you a hand if you don't already have someone you use regularly. Yeah, I have a – my friend owns uh, Huff Heating and Air Conditioning, and I guess I can just call him. I thought I'd just – you know, call in it might be just something simple that I could do, but uh, yep, it's it's yeah. not that simple. <laughs> the old days were you know just a a manual thermostat where you can just you know ain't no big deal, but today with electronics and it's a lot easier to blow things up and cost you a fortune than it was in the old days where you know yeah. it's pretty much cut. Yep. Absolutely. Well, hey, thanks for calling in, Greg. Wish I could be a bigger help, but yeah, get to your buddy there and get to the professional and they'll be able to guide you. All right. Well, thank you. A very blessed day. Hey, no problem. You too. Thanks for the call. And let's uh, get Max. We got a couple of minutes left here. So let's get Max on the line and see what he's got going on. Max, are you there? I'm here. Yeah. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, you're welcome. Thanks for calling. What's happening? So, yeah, so a couple questions um, on wax rings on toilets. Uh, can those go bad to great over time? Uh, you know, and, and then you get that odor in the bathroom. And, and the second uh, question has to do with I can't, uh, I don't know how to, how to uh, you know, handle copper plumbing, you know, and braze it or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. that, that fitting like the shark bite, is that a reliable fitting? Um and then a follow-up question on the toilet, and then I'll listen. Is there an easy way to lift toilets up, you know, and down so that wax ring, so you're actually sure that that wax ring sitting correctly once you set it back in? And thank you for taking my call. Oh, hey, no problem. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, first thing, the, the wax ring um, can go bad over time, and it can, you know, stiffen and harden and, come loose and, and start letting some of that smell out and everything. So yes, it, they will last a really long time, but it can get to a point where you want to just change them out, reinstall and freshen that up. Um, as far as the setting the wax ring, you really don't want to, you know, pick it up and back down a lot. What you really want to make sure you do is when you set that toilet, you know, base down, 
you want to make sure you can feel that you kind of have to smash that down a quarter of an inch or so it'll kind of sit on that wax ring and you'll have to kind of push a little force if if it just hits the floor then you don't have enough wax ring or your pipe isn't tall enough to cover that and you want to do something either move the pipe up or you know get a wax ring that's going to be a little thicker and, and take up that area um and the third thing, the okay. shark bite, stuff like that is, you know, that, that is, you know, that is pretty good. It's great stuff for, for homeowners and people that don't know how to do all that. Um, as far as how reliable, it's really hard to tell. We, I haven't seen a lot of issues with them, but they've only been around so long and only so many people have really been using them. So, you know, whether they have issues, you know, 10, 15 years down the road I, I don't really know that but they seem to work really well and, and hold really good for what they are right now and you know it just depending on where you're using them I, I wouldn't be afraid of using them um, but you know know and understand that the the copper soldering all that stuff will last longer for you so hey gotta run we're Thank out you. of time i appreciate okay. all the calls i appreciate everybody today and uh hey i will uh look forward to talking to everybody next saturday be good till then i'll see you <sighs> spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact choose from premium blinds shades and shutters we even have options for your patio too Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.